one. Hello, uh, my name's Chris, and hello there, everybody. It's currently a twenty-five, and this is Con Maxwell. Thanks to our friends Champix Audio, we are now in the radio reading service room, ready to launch our first ever podcast. Yeah, and thank you for that intro, Quan. My name is Chris Ruiz, and like Quan said, we're we're gonna launch our first podcast. And before before uh, we get into our kind of introductions, I kind of want to tell the story of how we got into this place. <laughs> Oh yes, definitely. Um, yeah. So we were walking in, and there's a a card you have to swipe to get in because it's a it's a door that you have to have a certain type of access for. You can't just walk into it like any normal door. And our cards didn't work when they were supposed to. So we had a we had a pretty nice um, little sit down. So we do know a bit more about each other now. Than mm-hmm. we would have if we just started into this podcast, because uh oh yeah, I was trying really hard to keep Chris from slipping. So <laughs> uh, it's been a long wait before we were able to contact one of our, I say supervisors, um one of them Kirsten who's so busy, so busy on out on the street going, hey you have a minute, um <laughs> and the other one is Isabella who's very gracious to show up um I don't mean to get uh, make fun of Kirsten uh, if she's listening uh, I don't think she is but uh, <laughs> can you could you check the Russians is hacking this room right now who cares but we finally made it and uh, this is our first time ever met and it's so great to be here with all of you although it's only two of us and we're going to start unfolding all of whatever we think this show is particularly dedicated to life and um, any life any angles of life below the in the, beneath the the headlines of the day yeah so just kind of a i guess it's a whatever is important to us uh that day type of podcast so at least for t- right now, what's important for me is just introducing myself to not only you guys listening, but also to Quan. Because like I said, we, we kind of intended for our first podcast to just kind of get to know each other. So um, And that's awesome. And um, just a quick note. Actually, by the way, we started out with three. Um, yeah. And one didn't seem to, um, to think that he would consistently commit to this or weekly commit to this. But... Just stay tuned. We will invite him. He's major in political science, and he knows Christopher very well. So, and you want to be called Chris, right? Yeah, I don't mind. Whichever. Okay. Um. Yeah, he will come by uh, someday and talk to us about politics. What an interesting topic, and also skin crawling to people these days. <laughs> yeah, my friend and my roommate Kevin, and he he was someone I asked if he wanted to do this podcast with myself before uh, before Quan and I were kind of assigned to each other um, to do this podcast with Chompix Audio. And Kevin said, yeah. So Kevin and I were planning to do it together uh, along with whoever they paired us with, and it happened to be Quan. But Kevin had another commitment prior to this that he uh, agreed to. And it started to take up a lot of his time, so he didn't think he'd be able to commit to every week on a weekly basis to this show. And he didn't want to kind of let us down 
in the middle of it or anything. So he just told me beforehand. So um, with that out of the way, I think it's I think we should start kind of getting having the audience get to know us and you know. Oh sure. Um, <laughs> so let me start off with me. Um, first of all, it's like I say, we thank Chompix Audio, we thanks um the the College of Journalism for this great opportunity. I was out there in front of Rob Harder's um, office. He's the director of all of these radio things. I was there in front of his office begging. Um, <laughs> it's really all about, you know, getting, um, take advantage of everything that you offer, all the equipments, all of these um, gifts that they, that you don't, you're not really aware of um, other than your daily lectures. So that's a long way to go back uh, to the day I was born. I was born very typically, and not too many people know, um, in a different country than America. And you can look at me right now going, get out of here. But <laughs> it's not actually entirely um, without any connection to America. I was actually born in Vietnam. Um, it's a country that has so much of historical magnitude and significance. And we moved to United States, and it's, I wasn't born in the shadow or any atrocities uh, during the war, or even after the war. I was born during the recovery and development. Um, tremendous, tremendous. So now we moved to the United States. We settled our life in Washington State, and a lot of um, people would know to Washington not the DC where you know all the politician of uh, pickpocketing but um, it's the boring and rainy Washington all over the west where you have the mountain range and the rain <laughs> cannot avoid that um, you wake up and it's certainly time for the subway you couldn't do anything and until I find this um, particular journalist and news program in um, University of Florida, I made a bold decision just to travel here and study and, you know, just start on my career on a whole new, turn over the new leaf. And um, I've been very satisfied. I've been, and well, it's the weather. The weather is absolutely amazing. It's humid, it's hot, oh my god, the, well, the humidity, of course, is the downfall, you know, I'm, during the, it's hot as hell today, by the way, it's like 90 degrees something, right, and I sweat like, I sweat like Marco Rubio after Thai food, or something like that, <laughs> it's terrible, it's terrible out there, but at least you get to enjoy all of these activities, in Washington, it's soaking wet, it's rain, and it's rained so much that people even hold a yak contest, contest inside their house. It rained so much, flooding. God, terrible. So <laughs> let's leave all those memories behind so that we can move on. Juan, please, please, please. But <laughs> so now I'm in the telecom news major, taking uh, three or four classes. Still think that I have free times to, you know, do some physical works with. Radio. I'm actually also in the radio reading services. Um, for in the morning for the people in the community who are unfortunately blind and couldn't catch up with daily news. 
So I've been in this room before and I'm fed up with it <laughs> because it's so cold in here. It's kind of ironic how I complain about the weather in the morning so damn hard and now it's cold and it's keep getting me to cough. But I will... <coughs> I will try to control myself uh, yeah, to the best of my manner. Anyway, um, that's pretty much the overall insight into my life. Um, anything you want to ask me? You want, anything you want to know um, about me, Chris? Yeah, uh, you said Washington State, and just just to follow up on the weather, yeah, it is it is hot here in Gainesville lately, and tomorrow it's apparently going to be a high of eighty nine. So, oh dear, so I'll be that, in my house so hum, humming by myself. I just couldn't get out there. <laughs> um, so what city in Washington? Washington State. It's Seattle? Tacoma. Uh, most people oh, Tacoma, know okay. to um, yeah, that's actually, actually a good point to bring up. Most people bring uh, know of Washington. Um, more of Seattle. Seattle yeah. is like the the dream city. I don't know why. The traffic is terrible. It's like it's <laughs> and and you hear Indonesian complain about traffic. Yes, uh, I I drive very well, but the, well, I keep people safe most of, most of the time. You know, I keep people on the streets very safe. Well, yeah. because I drive on sidewalk. You know, <laughs> but Seattle, Washington is known as the state of the apples and. Um, I move here um, to eat more citrus, <laughs> uh, to enjoy more better weather, yeah. as well as uh, enjoy the hurricanes. Oh, well, great gift from God. Thank you, God. You know, and you travel like hours just to get here, get a better education. And now Hurricane Irma or Hurricane Maria, every kind of hurricanes. Some of my friends like hurricanes. Um, some of them want to study about hurricanes. But I don't give a damn. <laughs> I just want to be safe. Yeah. Um... So I guess to follow up on that, where I'm from is I'm from from here in Florida. Uh, I was born in South Florida in Coral Gables, but I grew up in Hialeah, Florida, which is just outside of Miami. Um, I think it's just... Okay. So I'm from South Florida in the Hialeah area, and that's a really big Cuban popula- population center. Mm-hmm. Outside of Cuba itself, it's probably one of the biggest uh, kind of breeding grounds for Cuban and Cuban-Americans. Really? So, yeah. Um, I'm not Cuban myself, however. So, see, we already found our first common ground. We live in mountain range area, <laughs> right? Like well, you said, you live in very high... No, no. Hi- Hialeah itself is... Oh, my, sa- oh, my, is, my bad. In South Florida, it's really close to sea level. Oh. Really, it's... Uh, South Florida itself is about I want to say if 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 you're not on the beach itself it's like 7 feet above sea level. So it's really really low to the ground. Um definitely definitely the weather itself is not too much different there than it is in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. So it's just like home up here. How about for winter? Me. One thing I haven't brought up. We oh, have win- very frigidly, frigid, cold, um, brutally cold uh, winters. And there's no like really snow, no concept of snow in Washington. See, you <laughs> you live in a state where always annual rain, no snow, no fun. So I wanted to ask you about how gets how cold it gets here in Florida. I don't know too much about Gainesville. I hear it gets cold here in Gainesville. It could um, 
lower down to about 30 degrees mm-hmm. in Gainesville. Uh, I'm from South Florida again, though, but the winter there does not exist. There's no such thing as winter. Um, awesome. I, I This past December, during my senior year of high school, I... At which I re- high school did you go to? I, I went to Jose Martí Mass. Okay. 6 or 12 Academy, and this is a really nerdy high school. I'll probably get into it uh, later. E, e called MC Square? <laughs> Just <laughs> it kidding. Was, it, was a, it was a math and science mm-hmm. uh, magnet school. So, yeah, like I was saying, there's no, absolutely no winter down there. December, early December, it's still about 85, 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. Lots of humidity. Definitely, definitely not too different from how it is here. However, it has been getting a little breezy. There was a nice little breeze last week here in Gainesville. Really? At the beginning of the week, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it might have been the week before, but there was a nice little breeze recently here in Gainesville, and it was nice. It was coming from South Florida, the the it's any given day, it's at least 80 degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is some days in January and February where it'll get down to about 40, maybe 50. But those are, when I say a handful of days, I literally mean a hand, you have five days a year where it'll be, okay, this is 50, this is 55 degrees. But the rest of the year, it is swelteringly hot. <laughs> uh, I've been, I've gotten a little used to it though. Mm-hmm. So I can't really complain about Gainesville too much because <laughs> the weather here is a little nicer. Yes. Um Yeah, yeah sometimes so I, just I, get too too hot that really you could even cook in your pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get wet too. So Yeah, and then ideal. there is rain in uh-huh. uh in South Florida. You said the hurricane it is it does suck the hurricane. This was the first hurricane in Florida that actually ended up being much of anything. Um, so was since your, Katrina was your family safe after yeah the hurricane? yeah yeah because they do they send, since uh, they do live in South Florida it affected them a lot more than it affected us here in Gainesville mm-hmm. um yeah the <coughs> worst thing my family had to go through was uh, a week without power but that's uh mm-hmm. that's not too bad uh I remember when I was well we got to light the candles and sit together to listen to stories. <laughs> Yeah. But it's not fun. It's not fun. Have no connection. Have no internet. It's really was that was that your experience? Oh no, uh, I only had I, like what, two days, and I was dying. I was oh my god. Yeah, I, I heard I heard some places on campus. I don't know how true it is, but I heard a place on campus um ran out of power. Do you mm-hmm. live on or off campus? I'm currently living on campus. On campus, where? yes. Um, I'm living in Simpson Hall. So Simpson Hall, nice. Uh. uh very close, very close to campus and the yeah. Rice Union. Really jealous because I know people who live on campus, they just basically wake up and go to class. Uh-huh. Well, it actually depends. Uh, depends on your major, you know. Um, the system here, I don't know how it works, but um, it would be very ideal if it assigned you the places where you live that are closest to campus because that's, after all, you what you want. I'm so happy that I, you know, I don't have even have, I don't even need to have a bike or a scooter because I could just walk to my class. Yeah, I I don't have a bike or a scooter either. I live off campus though. It's a pain. It's a 25, 30 minute bus ride every morning. So so it's it's a little mm-hmm. far from campus. That's very significant. I don't and I don't mind. By the way, much. a note on that. Um, I I know bus system kind of very well because I use it f- 
quite often. I mean, you do too. But sometimes it's actually shorter if you try. You can look up Google Map or you know. Yeah. Um, you can if w- walking usually takes shorter time because there are shortcuts you can really um, go the bus and then of course the fact that people have to stop constantly, you know, um, they choose the most comprehensive route so that people can get up on the bus. So it is involved a lot of calculation and you you are not their primary priority your your location what i'm saying your location is not their primary um priority yeah um just one of my advice no yeah i mean uh i think my advice for anyone with a bus situation where you live really far off campus is gotta download writer but many many people know about the writer app up here (coughs) um it's really helpful tells you when the bus is coming (laughs) Mm -hmm. um Okay, so to encapsulate everything so far, we talk about the weathers and how it's for me, somebody who just moved here and who just acclimate and it's not that much of acclimating to anything because this is what I really want. Yeah, you want to know warmer weather? mm -hmm, And for Chris, it's all very similar and... And yeah, I think I don't think it rem- it makes you homesick at all. Like in uh, terms of the weather, in, no, I I it actually is nice. A little I got to see, uh, leaves fall off of trees the other day, mm-hmm. which was like incredible to me. Oh, that uh, would be more incredible in, in Washington, South Florida. It, there is, I mean, you'll see leaves on the ground, obviously, because they, that's just how nature works. But there's, I've never seen that before because in in Hialeah that didn't happen, mm-hmm. <laughs> that did not happen. Uh, I'm sure in Tacoma that happened all the time. Trees yes, die there. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. Although we have to clean up, that's terribly heavy. And my mom pay. I got to get her to pay me for the housework. So <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> I shared it with my friends on podcast, but who give a damn? Okay. Um, so speaking of my mom, <laughs> a good segue from the weather um, into family, which is always a dynamic. <coughs> dynamic topic to discuss yeah um, definitely. definitely so you want me to start um or yeah, you if, have, you, if you don't mind you yeah. try to collect your thoughts on how 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 you hate your father of mothers <laughs> it's <Yeah>. okay <laughs> okay let me start um my family a little bit complicated you know when it comes to asian family we stick together uh we stay together we don't we, we don't look up ancestor trees you know uh it's really all about we aware that our relatives how despite be, being far relatives we still aware that of who they are and where they at or is all your family from um vietnam um i would say well the like i say the concept of family is very is very big you know yeah so um, I would say like uh, one fifth of them moved to the United States. Mm-hmm. Still, the others uh, cling to the cultures. Um, don't think that they can turn over a new leaf of a new life in America quite well. So they decided to stay. Um, but my to narrow it down to my family, which only is like my father, and my mother. So I say narrow it down, but somehow it gets expanded because. Of course, my parents divorced. <laughs> so my dad, he's very clean. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't do drugs. 
he doesn't drink. When you give him an axe, he wipe out the entire entire family. So, <laughs> oh. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course, my dad's not that uh, hot temper of a person. He just <laughs> whack you whenever you try to argue against him. But uh, <laughs> dad, um, he's stern. He's also he's uncharacteristic. You know, type of person who's into business. So he works for actually a um a coffee company within a uh, a jam and jelly company in the United States and the headquarters in Ohio it's called Smucker so oh, uh, today okay. if you go back to your refrigerator and check what's on it <laughs> really you yeah. don't really you just eat people <coughs> but um yeah that's basically what he works um hardly any people will know that Smuckers also produce coffee, uh, because today you know it's all about convergence. It's all about um, integration of different products, different yeah. processes. Industries, so they try, yeah. yeah, industry, and they try to sell as much as they can. So this is my dad. My mom is a flight attendant. So uh, back in the day, I didn't see my mom that much, and also that's what that's a uh, one of the reason why they got divorced. You know, because people don't spend. Well, it's kind of. It's not too. It's not right of me to say it because it's the same thing to celebrities. Um, my dad and my mom actually have time together, but um, maybe just like they're not fit for one another. Okay, after all, but mom is a flight attendant, so I, like I say, I didn't see her that often when I was young. Um, I own she owns way. Mrs. Santa Claus in the house because you know she traveled places. She traveled to Australia. <coughs> she traveled to United States, she traveled to Germany, and every time she came back home, they always souvenirs and gifts. So, <laughs> sorry, mom, I love you, but I love my gifts more than you. <laughs> so, um, that's what I always look for whenever she came home. And um, until I came here and realized the her favorite shopping place. It was goodwill, so it's very cheap. <laughs> uh, all the good goodie goodies, yeah. Um, I started to throw the all of them away. No, actually, they good mem mem uh, for memories. But so they move on, I say, to another marriage. Um, and how, how coincidentally, I turn out well. I turn out to be the middle, but also, um, in a rather sim symmetrical family because they both then have a daughter so I have two sisters mm -hmm. two annoying 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 very annoying um, little sisters and uh, I still love them but they every time I'm on the phone with them because I'm, I'm here in Gatesville right now um, every time I'm on the phone with them they scream they yell they run around the house and uh, drawing on the walls whatever they're doing you know kids what that's what they do but uh yeah that's basically my tiny little little family um you have a small family well sorry not tiny big <laughs> so um tiny in the sense of you know you don't really know where you belong to sometimes in terms of conflicts, because they're still arguing um, whenever I'm at one house. This is common to um, children of divorced parents, you too, you know. Uh, whenever what one house, one is picking on another 
talking crap about the others. And when you, uh, it's the same thing when you at your mom's house and when you at your dad's house, they always criticizing the other ones. So um, and sometimes when the conflicts heightens, you don't really know with the line of your identity. You know, yeah, where should you go? Where should you belong to? So, but is America after all? Um, is a whole cultural transformation within manifested within myself that I realize it's time for in, independence. You know, it's time to um, start my own life with um, what I want and what I really want. And um, <laughs> I just started really start uh, the song. Do what you want, what you really want. <laughs> I'm not going to go into singing, but uh, <laughs> thanks a lot, <laughs> um, Spice Girl. But it's a good song. Oh yeah, definitely. Wanna be. So um, after all, all, through all of these, uh, those tumultuous things, um, I've and a lot of comedians actually. I was a comedian for half a year uh, when um, I couldn't. Like I say, I couldn't find my identity. That's when I started going down this path because I found myself that God uh, reordained me to entertain people. Yeah. Um, and I, you certainly, uh, each person's, um, I always believe that each person on li- in life has a purpose. And as long as you find your purpose, you are living. And whatever you do, Especially within um, my purpose, you have to flap your wings, your arms, your your legs. You got to do something for people to realize your passion and take you from that point. It's um, pretty, pretty good philosophy, right there. Yeah, sure. That's why, um, and especially for the Asians, you know, oh, they all look alike. Well, no, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. Um, I go into the newsroom and it's only me, an Asian. And I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be special. I'm going to be very, very um, like myself. Nobody else is going to resemble me. So I go into the newsroom and the first thing the news director say, the first good redeeming quality that he say to me, you got an accent. Really? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's getting better. But... Uh, so where where was that? Uh, see, I, I got off tangent and um, I couldn't pick it up. You were you were we were talking about family. Oh yeah, my family. Yeah. Um, and yeah, back to the time when I was doing comedy, and I found joy, great joy. Um, I didn't actually get picked up by comedians because of my schedule back in the day. Um, I just did I just did it because of my hobbies because I like it as a way of um relieving myself from stresses. And um, so I was studying at Pierce College, community college um, in Washington, Tacoma, Washington, the same city. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was towards the end of my um, sophomore years or senior years. Yeah. Because I'm a transfer student, by the way. Yeah. So so, so you're, this would be your junior year? Or? Definitely. Yes. So you're 20? I'm 19. Oh, 19. Okay. About to turn twenty. About, okay. See, right. a lot of my friends ask me that. Just, then they don't. <laughs> they ask me about my age, but they don't really care about it because all they want is uh, how long will it take until they invited to the next birthday party to get a cake or to get whatever, whatever they want. 
dramatic people. Um, yeah. But see, a lot of people, a lot of these things I share is not true, so uh, don't take it for granted. Or in my ca- on my on the case of my friends, don't take everything for greatest, which is free. But uh, you just said you just said that a lot of things you're sharing are not true. Well, I'm just making jokes sometimes. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, I get you. See, I'm I still bring with me the spirit of comedy uh, whenever I go, um, and you get to share yours too. But like um, my favorite comedian. Don Rickles, Robin Williams, Roddy Dangerfield, and the list go on and on and on and on. Um, just get out as much as you can. <laughs> it's like in the Supreme Court voting booth right now. But um, yeah, um, so I got to UF and continue to pursue my passion. And I came into the newsroom and people were just so serious. They like just want to get through the day, just want to get an interview down, just want to get the news down, read through it. Well, uh, I f- I feel like that's a lot of uh the news. Just it's just serious. Yeah, it's just it's just a serious presentation. Well, the the more like comedic news presentations are like you know the Daily Show or mm-hmm. the the late night shows. Like, the reason I'm choosing this path is the more of technical, you know, in front of camera experience, and that's what you re- rarely get. Our well, um, beside that, you still have to do stand up, you still have to do the comedy experiences, yeah. And that's what I haven't shared this yet, but that's what I've been doing with TSF Theater Strike Force. This is a improv sketch, very comprehensive uh, group dedicated to comedy, yeah. Um, within this university, um, it's been founded, it was founded in 1989. Could you believe that? Yes. Like it was even before I was born, but that's, well. But, um, yes, I found them a great means of exercising my comedy skills, um, you know, to fill in this part of my life that's kind of never, never, always, sorry, always integral and crucial. I mean, even in classes where... There, <coughs> all of these pouring lectures. Um, I always make fun of instructor, you know, uh, just to stir the air or to add some of the elements. And I love doing presentations, although it's stressful. But you really got to in, to add your individuality or your personality to it. Yeah, and you get to you get to put your personality into the class, right? Yeah, and uh. uh during some of the presentation, I just throw out jokes. I just, you know, go beyond the the uh, the context or the content. Um, people learn. People do learn better when it's um, more, I say, entertaining to them. You know, it's actually it's, it's either way. It gets dramatic or amusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, it's all boiled out to emotion. You learn things faster if it strikes your emotion. You okay. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess for for me with comedy is... I, I really enjoy comedy a lot too as well. Uh, probably my favorite comedians, or at least the the stand-up co- comedians that come to mind a lot that I you know you just go on YouTube and you, you look at their material. Uh, probably... Eddie Murphy, John Mulaney, 
um <coughs> just people like that i um mm-hmm. i mean today the the big comedians kevin hart of course he's sure. the he's, he's the he's the big face in comedy well you know comedy actually i like i like dave Chappelle as well oh yeah they all um look up to actually the the far the father of um comedy when it comes to race always richard Pryor. yeah richard yeah, i was gonna say richard Pryor as well yeah um but kevin hart uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i mean i personally believe kevin hart is actually towards george carlin he's a more of the the storytelling type of person yeah 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 more than like Definitely. race jokes or uh, richard Pryor style yeah um yeah yeah kevin hart definitely when when he does a comedy bit you can you can kind of study it you can kind of uh mm-hmm. dissect it and realize that he a lot of his jokes or yeah a lot of his jokes or his material kind of starts off with listen listen to me listen and and it's the same thing when you're trying to tell a story you're trying to say listen to me listen up here's my story i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you guys a story and i, I kind of like that about I kind of like that when comedians do that. Um, mm-hmm. They build a narrative for their jokes rather than just kind of give you the jokes. Um, that's not to say it's one's better than the other. Obviously, it's subjective. Uh, but let which, me ask you the question, by the way. Why Why do you think comedy is that important? What I mean, not just comedy, but television show or movies or what they represent. I mean, it's just, it's just kind of... Uh, for For television and for film... It's a way to, it's a medium to tell a story. I think it's kind of mm-hmm. just storytelling's always been in human nature, whether it's the literature that preceded um, video recording technology mm-hmm. or even before printing was a thing or writing was, writing has been a thing for a while, but there are lots of cultures that were built on like oral folklore. Mm-hmm. Things, things like stories like, The tortoise and the hare is kind of like an oral, mm-hmm. an oral folk tale of you know obviously that you know slow and steady wins the race things like that mm-hmm. and these are just stories that kind of get remade into newer mediums. So once you develop the video technology, the video recording technology, you can tell stories like that through kind of a, a new medium mm-hmm. of of film or in, of television things like that mm-hmm. and you can tell um, from our answers that uh, because Chris is in production and I'm in right yeah I'm in te- yeah I'm in the production track We're, yeah. we both he's are... more like a te- technical person we're in the same department but I gear towards like the performance style we we, we, we both are telecom majors Quan mm-hmm. um, is in the news track I believe Yes. Yeah, and I'm in the production track now. When but what not, I want to sorry, but what I want to point out from the, that answer to the question why comedy and all these shows are important is that um, you answer it from a technical side of I way. I mean, I was I was trying the, to like, the medium. Oh no, it's not. It's great of an answer, by the way. Um, yeah. My answer would be because I focus more on acting and the content. Yeah. I would say that the reason. The reason they are so important is that they represent pieces that are missing in the social puzzles. That's a analogy. 
I give the most specific example would be 9/11. After 9/11, what people look to from television is more than people bickering over the war. You know, because now they lose a lot. They lost a lot of people, of family members or friends, and now they're gonna lose more for the Iraq and Afghanistan war. Um, so what they look to uh, when they turn on the television is the sense of family or friends was missing because they are drifted apart. I'm, yeah, uh, yeah, it's escapism. Escapism. Is that just, is the is perfect word to describe. Yes, is definitely a thing for stories. I don't. I don't feel like that's just um, post nine eleven. I feel like it's also pre nine eleven as well. There's uh, lots of <laughs> examples in history where. Definitely, there's been this need to just kind of escape from reality. I, I think that, like you can you can even look at non-film, non-television mediums like comic books. Mm-hmm. They were made in the nineteen. The comic books, um, specifically superhero comic books like Superman. Mm-hmm. You like Marvel? Yeah, yeah. I like I like I like superheroes and comics. Mm-hmm. Things like you that. look forward to the next uh, Lid of Justice movie? Um, with yeah, Gal yeah. Gadot, well, no, um, Superwoman, Batman, and what's the Fishman? What are you Aquaman. Aquaman. Aquaman, yeah, yes, the Fishman. Yeah, just, <laughs> just terrible. Justice League, yeah. Um, but yeah, comic books, they started in the 1930s, right? So, you know, they started for this escapism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's a Great Depression. Because comic books are kind of like, in international type of medium as well. Yes. But I'm I'm talking about American culture mm-hmm. and everything is globalized and international. Yeah, now. Actually even the Simpson. Yeah. The, everything's written in the United States, but produced in Korea. You believe that? Fun facts. No, I did I didn't know the Simpsons were produced in Korea. Yes. Um <coughs> definitely definitely though like so there's a- any kind of medium I feel like has had periods, if not, it's just a consistent, like not even period, just it's always been escapism. Mm-hmm. I think obviously there's things like documentaries. I mean, even reality, reality TV shows. Yeah, even reality TV shows are escapism and mm-hmm. they're supposed to be real, but. I mean, there's not like something negative about it. You know? No, it's not. It's not. It doesn't have just... to 100% reflect life in any yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, these are stories. Some of them are just stories. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of media is storytelling based. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're into news, right? So yeah. that that has to be more fiction, um, factual based. It can't just you know be a story. I mean, obviously <laughs> you you might want to present it in a story way <coughs> to get the to to tell it easier, but it would probably mm-hmm. be more effective from a news standpoint to mm-hmm. to to um present it factually and mm-hmm. chronologically as well. And actually, um, back to that thing about like how factually serious news should be, right? Yeah. Back to the moment I was so depressed <laughs> when I heard, I, when I uh, watched with my naked eyes how things are implemented, how things are um, um, produced within the newsroom, and you are not allowed to like incorporate yourself, your opinions or your perspective oh, of course yeah well actually there comes the point where you know there are uh segments like news features or um 
and even within interview, I I came to rela- realization that you could you could ask as any typical question that elicit like colorful or very eye different eye opening because I learned uh, and I network with some of the seniors who um, some of them were disappointed that you know at the end of the whole um, UF experience what they have is robotic which is uh, and um, is similar is that well news is different um, every si- and updated every single day <coughs> But most yeah. of them are systemized. Most of them are controlled in a way that they go out and um, pick up and collect what the news director or, you know, what are expected as norms, like what are what people want to put out in stories. But you can actually add yourself into it by posing the right and good question, you know. That's a way yeah. of thinking. I, f- I feel like with news, it really does depend on what type of news you're you're focusing on if it's world news if it's things that are more serious mm-hmm. like obviously if if you're if you're presenting news about films or or music you know there's there's lots of um f- kind of range to provide your criticism of a film or you provide mm-hmm. your criticism of a of a TV show or of a song or anything like that sure. but with with world news like politics and kind of um, mm-hmm. just society, social developments and things like that. You you do kind of want, as a news company or a news broadcaster, you want to. Ideally, mm-hmm. I I feel like now it's, it's it's the political landscape and the social landscape has changed, and news is you, you we should always be kind of cynical of news and <coughs> skeptical of it. You shouldn't just mm-hmm. t- uh, as a consumer or audience member mm-hmm. of news you shouldn't just kind of take it at face value but you ideally in an ideal situation your news would be factual mm-hmm. if it's relating to politics things like that yeah um there's obviously room for there's in america obviously there's room for criticizing politics giving your opinion on things like that but then at that point it wouldn't be news it would just be a talk show or mm-hmm. um and definitely, we will develop a segment on this discussion of news. I mean, this is just a lot to talk about. Yeah. And uh, I think it's very great when it comes to this era of fake news mm. versus true news. And <laughs> what is it like to look at it from the perspective of somebody like me who started out and looking forward to a career in news or in comedy or what well, my goal is... Uh, my ultimate goal is, of course, um, like the daily shows or the late shows, uh, a combination of both, you know. And um, yes, I think it will be um, a, a huge discussion uh, for us like the, in the new future to talk about. And now it goes back to, uh, as I already share, my family as well as my vocational um, ambition or uh, my career. Um, yeah. Would you want to share some? Um. My career, yeah, I'll t- I'll talk about kind of my ambitions, I guess. Um, so, lots of my career ambitions are based in kind of artistic or media uh, fields. Um, 
So I went to a math and science technology magnet school. And I don't know why in middle school. Really? Yeah, I don't know. A magnet I, school? Wow. A ma- yeah. Well, in I don't know about other places, but in South Florida, a magnet school is just a school you kind of had to apply to. It was public. Like most, I believe all magnet schools were public. You just had to apply to them. And then the school's administration would just think, would look over your, it's it's pre-high school, so they would look over your middle school GPA uh-huh. and things like that. For me, it was so boring in high school. You know, you just went to class to sleep. So I actually did a dual track, which is like very limited to state. And Washington is um, amazingly one of them who offer the dual track, which is to finish college and high school in one institution. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and the closest thing, I, I don't, there's there's schools in Miami-Dade County where, which is where I'm, I'm from, and they offer dual enrollment. I think, I believe a lot of schools in Florida offer dual enrollment, actually outside, even outside of Miami-Dade County. And what dual enrollment is, is just basically while you're a high school student, you can have, you can go to a college near your high school and complete college level courses. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have to kind of be accepted into that by your sure. school's administration. So I, I did a few dual enrollment classes. I didn't really like it because of the the bus system that it was it was kind of in the middle of my school day. I know lots of other schools around mine. Uh, one school in particular had college professors come to them to their high school campus really? and teach them so they got the dual enrollment credit that way mm-hmm. um m- my school we had to be bussed out on tuesdays and thursdays to miami-dade college to take the class during our fifth period we had block scheduling so mm-hmm. on mondays and wednesdays we had second fourth sixth and eighth period classes and then on tuesdays and thursdays we had first third fifth and seventh and fridays would alternate um so in middle school i didn't really like well, I, it's not that I didn't, I didn't dislike or like anything really too much in retrospect. Just kind of like I struggled a bit with math and science courses more than I did with history and. Um, so you don't like calculus. Um, I mean, it's not that I don't like it. It's just I struggle with it, and I'm not gonna, you know, if if I'm struggling with it, obviously I'm not gonna, tr- um, put myself into that career path. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna excel in it. Um, I I do kind of pre-cal. I took pre-calculus, mm-hmm. and I got a I got so a, did I got a really high B in um pre-cal. My mom always joke about calculus that why you even need calculus when at the end of the day, what you realize is that your uh, because you try to figure out the size of the room uh, or estimate it uh, right after back when you enter a house, for example, and all you realize that at the end of the day is short is your um is seven inches longer than your vacuum cleaner cord. <laughs> yeah. So not applicable, but that's just my mom joke, people. Um, so continue. Yeah. Um, pre, pre-calc. Uh, I liked it. It was, it was, it was a fun class for me. Uh, it was probably, I was really happy about it because I was excelling at a math course. I mean, I got better at math as I went through high school. So, I so definitely because of our instructor, the teacher that inspired uh, you? N- um, with math, no. My my instruct my high school teachers were always really good. Oh, okay. I b- I think I'll give them that credit and all that. Mm. Um, science courses I was really interested by, and they were nice. I like chemistry. I liked biology and environmental science. 
my anatomy class was really chill, but mostly, uh, I had television, television production, TV production. And what's the turning point from natural science or math to, um, television or TV or film production? Well, there there wasn't really a turning point from one to the other. I kind of always had this. When I was really really young, I had a video camera and I would just tape things and. I would edit with Windows Movie Maker when I was really young, and uh, Windows Movie Maker is a really trash editing software. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, in middle school, I had drama as well, so I I uh, was on stage acting, and I was pretty pretty good at it too. I like that. It was probably and you like acting too, huh? Yeah, it was probably uh-huh. my most fun class in middle school, I would say. Uh-huh. And then I took um, my drama class. My drama teacher, she was great. Mm-hmm. I took acting here uh, as an outside concentration. Well, for those of you who don't know, outside concentration is um, a step behind um, minor because you cannot afford it, I guess, to finish all the credits that the minor department require. So I choose acting as a... Um, but now it's like concentration. And I like it so far. You know, like my style. And I just like, have a few performances lately. And they just crack up when it's like... Because um, I'm kind of a rambunctious and wild person when it's come to acting. And so it's always like, I love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> and they say, oh, just pull yourself together. Just save the energy for the last, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that's just like a side side sidetrack. It's 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 good to have uh, energy in... Um mm-hmm. In acting, uh, I was given the advice to like before, before having to perform on stage, uh, at least at competitions, don't pee, because you have that energy inside of you. So once you pee, you're relaxed. Lots of lots of things you have to be careful about, like sitting down, in in when you're stage acting, because, uh, for at least at the middle school level, there when you're stage acting. Oh, uh, when you um. When you sit down, your energy goes kind of to your butt, <laughs> so you your voice kind of lowers and things like that. All right. Um. So the acting was it was fun. It remind me so much of the the first few days when I try out comedy stand up, you know, because so much pressure. Yeah. And I was standing there, and sometimes was I'm out of material. I'm like, I'm David Copperfield. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, but uh, I'm like, what should I do to get these people to laugh? Should I just fart or I pull a card out of my ass? You know, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, comedy is subjective. So it really does depend on your audience. You kind of have to know them. Uh, with me, if I was trying out for comedy, <coughs> I would have lots of dark humor. Um, not not too offensive, but just kind of dark. Uh, mm-hmm. So how Or some sub- subversion mm-hmm. humor. How do you come from... Um, going like acting to like behind the scene your your affinity with behind the scene production oh i mean i kind of i kind of like both i still would like to act oh um i like editing as well like i said i when i was young i would edit on movie maker things like that i just never had the resources Mm -hmm. kind of to to i never had a good video camera so i never got to play around with that my laptop was always kind of trash so uh when i was a teenager Lots of, like, I'm still a teenager. I mean, I'm 18, but yeah, you can say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when I was when I was younger, when I was like 12, 13, 14, things like that. Um, my my 
laptop was trash, so it would kind of shut down when I would open <laughs> Movie Maker. <laughs> so definitely, um, I would say I started just liking editing a lot more in my senior year of TV production. I always kind of had a feeling that I would like it, but then finally my senior year, I really got to mess around with Adobe Premiere mm-hmm. and Elements, Adobe Premiere Elements 11. And at the end of the year, I kind of had to teach myself iMovie real quick because all the computers took a big crap and we had to switch over to iMovie because the, oh, yeah. the PC co- computers kind of died at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And then, so we had to use the Macs mm-hmm. and they're brand new Macs that I remember seeing you halfway through They're the like senior. the Supreme uh, one that people most commonly, commonly use these days, right? I iMovie? Uh, I would, I don't. I would say for movie like feature films, they don't use iMovie at all. They, really? Like iMovie is kind of a more individual. I mean, there's people who use it. I mean, if you go on YouTube, your typical vlogger probably uses iMovie mm-hmm. or uh, After Effects, Adobe, things like that. Uh, it just kind of depends on the person. I like. I really like Premiere. I think Adobe Premiere is a nice editing software. Although, I mean. I, I haven't tried out any other editing software, so I, I wouldn't know how good other ones are. Mm-hmm. But you know Adobe Premiere. Yeah, I know Adobe Premiere. There's awesome. Little, you can teach me someday one. because <laughs> I look up on their uh, crash course and they're just terrible. <laughs> crash <laughs> course? Much. Well, crash course is like a brief introduction. Is that, is that YouTube, YouTube crash course? Yeah. Like John John Green? Well, Hank not Green. like John John Green. I'm talking about history. I'm talking about philosophy. No, 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 not that. They they other crash course as well. Um, yeah, there's other. I I know they have like different series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't know they have one on on video editing. Okay. It'd be cool. How about your family? Uh, I don't really like talking about my family too in depth. Uh, it's really small, which is kind of uh, it's weird for a Hispanic to have a smaller family. Like myself, it's okay. I mean, uh, no, I mean Hispanics usually have really large families. Is the thing I'm saying. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like I said, I come from Hialeah, so uh, nine out of ten people you meet in Hialeah, they're Cuban. Uh huh. Um, it's and, so funny. It Cubans, Cubans have a big, big family. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them do. Lots of people, when they're especially, this is kind of, <coughs> I would say this is probably common in Hispanic culture. You. you you live with your grandma, you live with your grandpa, your parents, mm-hmm. kind of stacks on, um, things like that. So, yeah, so I, it very much like the Asian culture, like because we yeah. like have large families. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, w- I would say that there's a similarity there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so fun. I remember back in the day when Obama run, ran against Mitt Romney. Yeah, and, 2012. Um, yeah. yeah, 2012. And um, Chris Rock was uh, on Jimmy Kimmel doing this kind of promotion thing. And he's like... Uh, He's satiring the culture. He's like, let's vote for the guy who's most white, and that is Barack Obama. <laughs> and he showed the, the the contrast between two different families. Here's the Obamas, only um, Michelle, Melania, and oh, it's a small family. And then the, the, the Romney family, which is enormous, like 13, 14 of, 15 people in the pictures so yeah. they, he came to conclusion so let's mormon I, I, I mean romney's mormon right i'm sorry yes he's a mormon yeah, yeah. 
So it's a big family. So it just cracked me up uh, at the end when he say, "Let's vote for the white Barry Obama." He didn't even use Barack Barry yeah. Obama. <laughs> yeah, Chris Rock's. Uh, I like Chris Rock as well. Chris Rock is probably one of my top five stand-up comics. Awesome. Um. Yeah, I'll I'll say. Uh, <coughs> there's there's de- there's definitely this um large family structure in Hispanic culture. Um, but if you like don't want to go like too much, I live I lived with my mom. Oh, my, you live with my, your mom? Yeah. Um, she's great. She taught me lots of nice nice things in life, mm-hmm. like nice valuable life lessons. Um, still talk to her. We she was born here in Florida as well, so I'm not. Um, she she's of Ecuadorian origin, mm-hmm. um, and Panamanian. Mm-hmm. And then on my dad's side, my dad's side is pretty, um, pretty much Argentine, completely all the way through. Really, from Argentina, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was he was born in Argentina, so, um, that was pretty pretty big mix of Hispanic cultures. And it's funny, I'm three different Hispanics, and not a single one of them is Cuban. So I really don't know how, I how I was raised in highly. I'm I'm not exaggerating. I'm telling you this. At least ninety five percent of the people in Hialeah are Cuban. Of some, so many people are Cuban in Hialeah that it's kind of hilarious how I I almost feel Cuban by association. Um, mm-hmm. most a lot of my friends are Cuban back home in Hialeah, and I've I've a Peruvian friend. If you're not Cuban in Hialeah, you're probably Colombian as well. Like the next most popular ones are Colombian, Puerto Ricans. Sure. So it's just um, lots of Hispanic culture down there. And if you're not Hispanic, you're Caribbean, mm-hmm. like you're Jamaican or you're Haitian, or things like that. There's such a diversity within diversity, and I should. I, yeah, I my, in Miami, should... Miami's very diverse. In no, that I way. mean like the the race, the racial system. When you think yeah. about, it, I mean, even like for um, the Asian people, there's not there's no one Asian person. There's Vietnamese, there are Koreans, yeah. there are Chinese, you know. And yeah, it's a concept. I would go on out on the street and people would say, hello, hello, goody, goody, goody. I'm like, I don't speak Chinese, shut up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like I, I, I feel like there's lots of stereotypes mm-hmm. that get thrown around. That's the best word to describe it, um, stereotypes. Yeah, lots of uh, pre- preconceptions, misconceptions, I would say. Mm-hmm. And they, they, you know, it's always weird having someone kind of ask where you're from uh, they could kind of be somewhat offensive to some people mm-hmm. um depending on how the other person words it um i kn- i don't know how true it is but I-, I heard that you know with with asians you wouldn't want to ask what type of asian you are yeah you know, is mm-hmm. it could be offensive mm-hmm. so you, you think so well it does in in many kinds of ways because first of all we look alike but uh, no that's a wrong stereotype um i would say well maybe because of me i don't think it's offensive because i don't i grew up not associating with the asian people well the vietnamese people yes but not the asian people in the community because i never like got a chance to even in uf i never like joined with the vietnamese nor the Asian community because I am, like I say, I'm the only one in the newsroom. I'm the only one in college of journalism. That's well, you can you can 
correct me because there are some Koreans or Asians uh, within the hall, but like I never got to interact with one. Oh, okay. So and they saw a loop. How how um. <coughs> what? How long have you been here in the U.S.? Three, three or four years. So not too long. Not too long. And before that, you're just your whole life in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So here in the U.S., you haven't interacted that too much with Asians. No. With okay, and have you interacted at all with any Vietnamese people? Vietnamese, yes. Vietnamese. I mean, because we have large families, and that's what. I'm, oh, outside I'm, of your family, no. Or, or I mean, relatives. Yeah. We count relatives as family too. Yeah. And uh, that's what I meant. We travel to like California. We travel to DC. We travel to uh, New York. When and, and you have you have family members there? They're always. Oh, that's really cool. Let's say we don't like look up our ancestor tree to figure out here somebody's related to us, you know, or things like that. We know we're aware, and we're always on a mission to find how we related. Oh, okay. Cool. 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 Uh, I haven't traveled too much. Uh, I went to Nashville for a chess competition in middle school. But what kind of chess? It. King chess. Nashville. But you, what kind? <coughs> what kind of chess you play? King chess. Yeah, yeah, it's just chess. I love king chess, and I'm I'm champion too. Um, it's been a long time. I haven't. I I wasn't. I want to clarify that I was not a champion. <laughs> I am not that good at chess. Um, I was okay at it. It was it was all right. Mm-hmm. I can I I know how to play the game, so, yeah. and I'm past that not too well. Um, and it was it was in eighth grade. Went to Nashville for super nationals. That's awesome. Uh, so that was that's it. That was not good. Um, I did get a couple wins, which was it surprised my my teammates because I was trash. I was really trash. No, chess. don't care about them. Uh, um, what they think about you? Just you. no, no. They're my friends. My teammates were my friends. We're oh. we're, we're we're still. We're still friends to this day. Well, so. I mean, when it's like a whole a big scale contest, it's you who run your own race. You know, you yeah, don't really yeah, yeah. care about what other people think. Yeah, we were. We, it was on a team though, so we we kind of you, the, all the teams took their top four players. Mm-hmm. Um, like you could you could take more than four players to the um competition, mm-hmm. but they would the standings they would take the top four players on the team at, yeah. at after each round so there were seven rounds and i i think i had two wins uh no i think i had three wins and four losses in a draw i think it's i'm three three and one or two four and one one of those i had a draw for sure it's and amazing I, you can remember precisely uh your result <laughs> yeah i have a pretty good i have a pretty good memory with numbers um not mm-hmm. Not like equations on a math test. Mm-hmm. That's like the one thing I can never really remember. Too well. <laughs> I'm like fighting Dory. I couldn't like remember right away. You know, it's funny. Uh, even like in acting, to be or not. Wait, what's the line? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lines are lines can be tough. Um, I like. Uh, I don't know. Once I kind of know the general way a monologue goes, mm-hmm. pretty good. I can I can improv uh, until I remember the next line that's relevant. So, uh, but what are some of the other hobbies? Because as you share that um, you like chess, and I mean I have the same hobbies. Uh, chess too. Uh, ch- chess. I haven't. I mean I play chess now on the little game pigeon app. I mm-hmm. play with my mom because you know. Oh. You know, 
You don't want to beat me, son. <laughs> no, no, she's she's pretty. I will tr- cut down your allowance. She, she's pretty trash at chess. No, I never had an allowance actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. No, I get you. I get you. I'm, that's just funny because I I never did have an allowance. It was pretty 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 good. Uh huh. Um, my other hobbies, I would say, I like I'm into video games. Mm-hmm. To the video games, I play um on PlayStation Four the playstation 4 console i also play on pc uh not a pc gamer in that sense though i just kind of i'm casual with pc games i have steam account and all that um i have a obviously I have a how about instruments instruments um no i don't know how to play any of them i play violin that's, that's pretty the good. only one um well i quit <laughs> i'm very proud of me to say that but uh well because my mom focused on finding all exploring all my potential you know when i was young yeah so she brought me all to what i call talent school they do um kung fu they do violin you know just to find some interest in whatever you like and whatever you have the, yeah the makings of so i started up uh, with violin like i don't like it and then all of a sudden, it's getting so hurtful because, you know, that when you practice vibrato, that's what they call vibrato. You don't see they just stand straight with the uh, violin. They vibrate a lot. And that's when it hurts my shoulder. And why I was young too, impatient and and uh, and uh, weak. So that's the best word to say. But um, so that's why I quit. Okay. Um, no, I, 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 in elementary school here, uh, you usually do have like a music class mm-hmm. and you're kind of required, at least for me growing up. I, I know, I know lots of people that grew up in, um, my part of, of South Florida know that you have to kind of know the recorder, mm-hmm. you know, hot cross buns is kind of like an elementary school staple. You know, the second, third grade, fourth grade, you kind of just play that one. Mm-hmm. You know, Mary had a little lamb, all that on recorder. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's keyboard as a elective in middle school. My 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 schools were not very; they weren't too well funded. I, I don't think, which is unfortunate. They were pretty pretty good schools. Mm-hmm. They they probably still are really good schools right now. Actually, I'll say that. Um, but instruments, no. I'm into video games. When it comes to sports, um, I really like watching football, uh, mm-hmm. basketball, and um, soccer. Argentina qualified for the World Cup just last night. Messi, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. He scored three goals, scored a hat trick. Mm-hmm. So he got Argentina into the 20, <laughs> 2018 World Cup at Russia. So I'm pretty happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. so anything else you want to add is currently 9.32. Yeah, it's 9.32. It's been like, We've been recording uh, for in, here it says an hour. Yes. So it's, uh, I mean, uh, we can continue hour, a lot seven. of the exhilarating and dynamic uh, uh, discussion uh, in the near future. Yeah. Please keep following us uh, on our series uh, as we're going to discuss a lot of these great topics. It goes even beyond um, personals. And... Um, Particularly next week, uh, we will be recording one day before Richard Spencer deliver his speech oh, we on will. campus. Yes, it would. It won't disrupt us. Uh, yeah. I, I believe so. And um, yes, as usually, as a way we end a show, we give our uh, acknowledgement and our appreciation to all uh, of the people who make this possible. Um, Rob Harder, um, Kirsten, or Isabella of Chompix. 
Well, because they hold my family in custody right now, so I have to say they're marvelous. But <laughs> there's no way they can do that. But everybody, have a great night and thank you so much. Yeah, I want to just, I want to follow that on and just say thank you as well. Just mm-hmm. as Quan said. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank Chris. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah, thank you, Quan, as well, for being here, uh, recording this with me. And yeah, you kind of, kind of took it all right there. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Kirsten, thank you, Isabella. You know, everyone in Chompix Audio and the Chompix Audio Project. Um, it's 9.33 on Wednesday, October 11th, and we are out. See you next week.